0: Hi everybody, my name is Ashley.
1: And I'm Mark, and we work at the Free Spirit Collective, which is an integrative psychology and well-being centre here in Dubai.
0: And this is our podcast, Say It Out Loud, and all we're trying to do is break down the basics and help dispel some myths around mental health and well-being.
1: And it's really short because we know that life's busy and who wants to listen for a podcast for an hour, and we're going to condense it down for you in 10 minutes. <laughs> Hi everybody, welcome back to the podcast and thanks for joining us. We are up to episode 13 now and um, unlucky for some I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But today we are talking about uh, imposter syndrome, something that lots of us again will be familiar with. um, But Ashley, take it away, what on (laughs) earth is imposter syndrome?
0: Well, um, I've been thinking a lot about this recently and I kind of have an issue with the word syndrome. Mm. I feel like it makes it, you know, so serious and like it's something really wrong with you. But actually, it's an experience that we all have. People, anyone can talk to you about a time where they've felt this imposter experience. But we would define it kind of as an internal psychological experience of feeling a bit like a phony, despite any success that you've got in that area. Um, You know, so I've got some stories to share later, but again, like anyone can think back at some point in their career even, or it even comes into your personal life, like people that are become a new parent and they see other parents and they think that they're not doing as good a job as them. And it's almost like this imposter um, experience that they have. But again, it can be fleeting. So it doesn't stay um, consistently. And if it does, then there's more work to be done there. But it's definitely something that um, we all experience.
1: Yeah, it's that like comparative piece, isn't it? Yeah. That's so uh, so damaging mm-hmm. to, to us, and we seem to always sort of compare up. You know, yeah. we never sort of—I uh, don't know. Well, mm-hmm. unless you're maybe a raging narcissist or something, <laughs> but it's like you know, um, we always kind of look at other people and think they're they're just doing such a better job than ourselves, mm. and um, yeah, it's so brutal, isn't it, to kind yeah. of to have that and to put ourselves down, and
0: especially for young people. But also, it actually just dis- Proportionally affects high-achieving people. Mm. So people that are high-achieving, like you said, they tend to look up and are striving for the next thing and, um, you know, they feel like an imposter if they haven't reached that level or attained mm. something. Uh, it can also be really kind of prevalent in biased working cultures that value individualism and overworking. So, you know, that's an industry all across the world, but we know here in Dubai everybody works hard, plays hard. Mm. But again, it's having that... Um, space to have that individualism that can cause imposter syndrome because everyone's working, not everyone, but there are contexts where people work in a individualistic way and you're not sure so much what the other person's doing so you make assumptions about mm. something that they're doing better than you. Yeah,
1: so why that? Does that mean then that you might never have kind of experienced that maybe before and it can be as a product of the environment? So mm. if you change job mm-hmm. and then it was like... You know, yeah. all guns blazing, and you know, pretty unhealthy and toxic. It could then create because sometimes I guess that
0: mm-hmm. sometimes
1: we think well, maybe this is just something that people kind of have. Yeah. And then, but it feels like actually it can be brought on. Mm-hmm.
0: That that's really true. Actually, it can be brought on by the environment, and you mm. might not see it coming until you've, yeah. you know, you're saying to yourself, "What are you doing here? You shouldn't be here." <laughs> And something else I found really interesting is it can be um, better remediated with sustainable solutions towards belonging and thriving in work. So really looking at the culture rather than trying to fix the syndrome as such or like just get rid of it, avoid it, all those things. But it's making... Um, the culture find out. Oh, well, why might people be feeling that way? Why does that arise in this working environment? Mm. Um, so I found that really interesting. Mm. But again, there's just so many levels to it, I think, and I'm sure in therapy that's something that comes up. It definitely comes up in coaching. Mm. Um, you know, we can do a lot of work around breaking down, like, why is that there? What happened? But I imagine in therapy, it's kind of similar.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's it. Can be such a the coaching space can be so helpful to sort of you know break some of like that down as you say that sense of belonging when we talk about mm. positive psychology and um you know the wellbeing research that sense of connection and belonging is just it's so powerful isn't mm. it and um Okay. Yeah, but anyway, it would be interesting to kind of hear maybe you share a story about your experience or maybe yeah. your experience with uh, imposter syndrome.
0: So, I mean, I could share about 25 stories about imposter syndrome at <laughs> not <laughs> Remember, it's 10-minute podcast. 10-minute podcast. And all. So I did think about it. It'd be really easy, I suppose, at some point to think about within my education career previously where that showed up. I thought what's more relevant for me now or the most recent time I've experienced it and actually it was just so recently um, I had to do with a colleague from Free Spirit Collective we went to a corporate environment to Mm. do a talk for international women's day and although at first i was really excited it's something i'm so passionate about it's something and um, my colleague dana who's also a coach here is really um, passionate about she does women's groups and things so we were all excited and then i got to the building on that day um and i stood outside the big shiny office in, like the financial <laughs> center and i said oh, gosh Felt a bit like a fish out of water, you know, because I've never Mm. really been in the corporate environment. I have in some ways, you know, and I know that there's different industries and things, and I kind of had in my head what to expect, but when we were going up in the elevator or the lift, I just had that real moment of, this is a really serious, important, big, (laughs) fancy place, and what are you doing here? And you're going to just, you know, this person that used to be a teacher, and now you're a coach, and you've flitted careers, and, Mm. you know, but it really kind of... I recognized it, and interestingly enough, <laughs> imposter syndrome was something we were sharing about on that day. Um, but I had a moment where I thought I need to bring in that vulnerability, and it was actually really nice to share with the people that were there in the audience. And I told them the story mm. while I was talking about imposter syndrome, and we all had a bit of a laugh. <laughs> um, but it almost like took the air out of it, you know? It made yeah, it just yeah. be, like you look at it, and then it kind of shrinks. So that's probably the most recent time I've had ex- had a real moment inside. I had to notice myself saying, you're coming here to, t- to talk to all these really important people, but actually yeah. they're people like me and their experiences are different and it's worth sharing with each other. Yeah. So, yeah, that was probably That's the amazing. Most <laughs> so
1: your, your way of managing that moment of experiencing imposter syndrome was to share it?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely to share it. And I think... It's made me more confident to do so, because it's that vulnerability, and we've mentioned in previous episodes, about shame, which again is a bit deeper, but when Mm. you look at it and bring it out into the light, it doesn't seem so dark.
1: That's it, that's it. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm. Brilliant. That's good. Yeah, well done you. (laughs) I'm very proud of you. No. But um, as ever on the... We'd like to try and, and give a practical takeaway for listeners, so if you've got any advice.
0: Yeah and this is something that we shared at the corporate talk as well but actually now it's something that I was saying to Dana I might actually make a screensaver from a phone to remember this like five-step process because it's relevant for imposter experiences but it's also relevant for perfectionism which we did a previous episode on and hustling for worthiness. So When you recognise that this is happening internally, so when you hear those thoughts like what am I doing here, I don't belong here whatever it might be, actually recognising that that's happening and mindfulness can support with that You know, having an awareness of your thought process and what's popping up for you and then acknowledging it as the second step and thinking to yourself, okay I think that was a little bit of imposter experience or imposter Mm. syndrome if you prefer that word (laughs) but then acknowledging that it's there and giving yourself grace, like not beating yourself up about it and be like okay it's there that's fine and then the third step is practicing that self compassion, having a little look at you know why might that be, well that's the fourth step, getting curious but thinking about why it's arisen but being compassionate with yourself, being kind to yourself that that's happened and you know because if you were standing in the lift with a friend and they said what am I doing here, like I shouldn't be here, the first thing you would do is be like don't be so silly, of course you do you know, you, maybe in a nicer way than "don't be yeah, so silly," but yeah. you know what I mean. You would instantly yeah. s- tell them all the good things. So do that for yourself. Be compassionate. And then, like I said, number four, getting curious: Why is that there? Mm. Why is that popped up? Why do I feel like I'm not good enough to be here? Yeah. what's causing that feeling? And then, like we've said today, and the fifth step: is sharing stories, talking about it. And mm. quite often, when you are brave enough to have that little bit of vulnerability it gives the other person permission to also be vulnerable and share times that they've felt like that as well. So I think that five-step process is a nice place to start. I love
1: it. I love it. You're absolutely right. You know, vulnerability allows further vulnerability. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, and curiosity too. I mean, it's such a superpower. Mm -hmm. To stay curious when things are tough is... is, um, yeah it's challenging but I love this I'm definitely going to take that yeah. <laughs> so nice. I'm just making notes on the side here just right yeah the screensaver one if
0: you're yes torn. please
1: well as ever if you've got uh, anything you wish to share with us we'd love to to hear um, your experience either on this or some of the practical ways that you uh, manage uh, imposter syndrome we'd love to to hear from you and um, yeah thanks for joining us thanks thanks so much for listening everyone we really appreciate your time if you want to get in touch with us please feel free to reach out either via instagram at the free spirit collective or on our facebook page or check out our website at the
0: from our instagram and website you'll find out our community events so if you're in dubai it would be lovely for you to come and visit us at the center on happiness street